Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Write or Die show. I am your host, Randy Lee Boslaw. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Welcome. Super excited to have you on the show. Hi, I am so excited to be here. Yes, I am. Excellent. Um, where are you visiting us from? planet earth today no i'm kidding uh <laughs> my son's into all the planets so we're always talking oh, about okay, different planets nice. yeah so now you get me um i am near nashville tennessee actually so near music nice. city and uh yeah we live a little little ways out and so it's really nice to be out of the city and then go in whenever you know you know but not in the chaos because it's like i would say new york i mean i would say Nashville is like a small New York. It's oh, just okay. so amazingly packed with tourists. It's just amazing. Downtown. Yeah, I live by Niagara Falls, so like I totally oh, got wow. to go up for I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. Oh, it's it's nice, but I mean, like I said, I live like 20 minutes from there. And mm -hmm. so I'm kind of like, eh, I don't want to go and see all the tourists. Right. So I'll go usually like in the winter because then there's less uh -huh. tourists. Right. Sorry. Well, and that's like, that's how I, I was about Disney growing up because I, we saw the fireworks from our house. My first job I, at 16, I was, I worked there. And so growing up with it and living there, you have no idea how spoiled you are to such coolness, Yes. but then you move away and you're like, Oh, like everyone's crazy about <laughs> Disney. You know? I know people come from all over to see the falls and I'm like, turn Why? on your tap. It's running water. Like, <laughs> I know. The, I know, I know. Isn't the that fun terrible? of it, the like majesticness of it, or whatever. I'm just like, mm, well, I know, I've yeah. seen it my whole life. It's not a big deal. I know. And so, you, isn't that funny how we're just like, we don't really, we don't really get it until we're away from it, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's, I, you know, it's really terrible. So, I have a 21 year old, 18 and eight, and they've never been to Disney World. <laughs> <gasps> I am 34 and I've never been to Disney World. So, okay, so when we go, you have to go with us. I'm totally down for that. Okay, let's go. We we I'm hoping in this next year or two. And we have a good friend of ours, my husband and I, and he is like he's the head of guest service, you know, at Disney World. So he's got all this stuff planned and then pan then COVID hit and they shut I down. Know. It was I like know. Oh, no. we were planning on going to Cuba last year because we went two years ago before the pandemic hit. So we we're gonna go last year too. And then we're like, well, I guess we're not going nowhere. I know. So we, we bought a Our pool. Backyard. It's kind of oh, you nice. bought a pool? <laughs> yeah, we bought a pool instead. There you go. Are you the pool girl? Because I oh, used to be the I pool girl. We still have it open. Okay. Um, and I went in it last weekend. But well, we we got a heater in it this year. Okay, I was gonna but say, but it, it does need to close soon. Like it's no and chilly. Very yeah, chilly. I know. I it's fun to have a pool, but it's so much work. It's not too bad, but yeah, there's some upkeep and whatnot, but eh, it's worth we it. Have, so worth it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. We have a neighborhood pool. So we let the, 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 you know, we let the people take care of it now. So we, oh, were yeah, in, in, um, we have been having food trucks come on Tuesday nights, which is really cool for the neighborhood. So a lot of people will get the food, the food truck, go to the pool and hang out, you know, so that it's cool. a, a night. It is that cool. So it brings in a lot of community feel here in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Tuesday night was our last night for doing it before the pool closes on Sunday. So the kids decided to do the polar plunge, not the adults, but the kids. 
I know. <laughs> they had so much fun for about two seconds. I know. I love when the kids are in there. And I mean, I was like this when I was little too, but now as an adult, I'm like, oh, but they're in there like, I'm not cool. Oh, I'm not cool. I know. Lips are blue, yeah. fingers blue. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're definitely cool. Yeah. Get out. Let's go. Hot shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to jump into our main topic and tell us what mental health you have dealt with or mm. are dealing with. Well, it's been kind of lifelong. And I, I think when you've dealt with lifelong um, things that are mental health, they can morph and change. So I, when I was a child, I went through anxiety. My parents divorced and my grandparents died like all in the same year. So what a way to just kind of flip a child's life upside down, right? And create that feeling of the world is not safe, you know, and, and where's my safety. So that triggered that when I was a child and then that kind of, it, it dis dissipated. And then it was interesting, um, in my mid twenties, uh, early mid twenties, when I was, uh, getting married and everything, um, I had some health issues that happened. Well, that set some stuff off for me, uh, physically. I mean, it just like took my life and just, I mean, it really did. Yeah. And, um, I went into, um, agoraphobia. Uh, okay. And for those who don't know so what, what that is, please yes. explain. Yes, I know. That's a word that, you know, I didn't even think about it not being a word that people would realize until um, an anthology I'm in and we were doing interviews and I said it and they're like, what? And, yeah. I, <laughs> and um, so it is, it is fear of open spaces. It's also the fear of closed in spaces, of feeling claustrophobic. Oh. Yeah, that, I didn't that realize was, that part. Right. That was my truth. That was part of mine was that. So it's got that component to it because, you know, things can be different from, for, from person to person, you know, it's yeah. like a child with special needs. Oh yeah. Um, but it's mostly, it, it's that fear of open spaces, but it's also that fear of like, um, say you went to the, um, the grocery store and you had a panic attack, like in the parking lot or in the store even, right you would never want to go back to that store again. Like you would do all this avoidance, drive different routes, take different streets and never go back there again. So that's all part of agoraphobia, you know, not being able to leave your home or I don't know, um, wherever you live, you know, I was, it was so bad in my late twenties that I, it was so hard for me. It, it's so weird for me talking because I've come so far from that place. I know Good. you can overcome it, that it was so bad that, I mean, I couldn't leave my apartment to go down to the mailbox and get the mail some days. Yeah. yeah. My kid, my youngest, when he was, so he's almost 15 now in like two weeks. By the time this episode airs, he'll be 15. Mm -hmm. um, but when he was like nine, 10, he was going through some of that and could not get him to leave the house like at all. Mm. wasn't going to school we were doing all the work at home wouldn't even like go for a walk around the block it, yeah it was hard but now now he's goes to school some days <laughs> but gets out of the house more usually we go for at least one walk a day walking the dog so yeah people can you can learn skills to help you in order to cope with it right or medication sometimes yes. people go I mean, you can't, we can't stop living our lives, but can, you know, I've learned so much since that period of time, you know, what, what kind of, what happened for me was I got to that place where it was like, 
I cannot do this anymore. This cannot have this much control over my life. And even though when we're going through a panic attack or anxiety, you feel like you're going to die. Like I always said, it was like, I'm just, somebody dropped me off in the woods and there's a bear chasing me. Cause that's basically how you feel. Right. I like that analogy. Isn't that good? Wouldn't that be like one of the highest forms of my right. And it's not the adrenaline of like, you chose to jump off a cliff, bungee jump. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you made that choice. That's a different kind of fear, you know, yeah. fight or flight. But this is like survival mode. Like you're going to die if the bear gets you. Right? Yeah. So it's that it's, it, it can reach that point of that intense fear. And, but just because you feel it doesn't mean you're going to die from it. Right. Yeah. So if it doesn't have that much power over you, then you have control here. You've got some control because I think when you're agoraphobic, you feel like you have no control because there's all this stuff firing off in you and your physical sensations and everything happening. And you feel like it's happening to you, which it is, but there are tools that you can apply to help you to overcome them. Some of that's mindset. Some of that's learning to override that, you know, in your brain and your thinking at where do you put your focus? I, I don't know about you, but I'm an empath and I'm a highly sensitive being intuitive. So when we're like that, we're picking up, it's kind of like having an antenna that's going off all the time. So you're yeah, I think my kid is like that. I'm sure your child is most kids born these days are. And so what you, you, first of all, it takes learning and understanding, kind of expanding that awareness about yourself that in certain situations, it's like being a sensory person who is oversensitive to everyone else around you. So you're picking up on all that stuff that people are going through in a room you come into, you have no idea what all those people are feeling, but because you're so sensitive, it's like the, the energy of your body expands out and touches everyone around you. So you almost get to, it's sort of like, a. <clears throat> which Star Trek is it? The second one, maybe, you know, where Spock touches, you know, okay, I, don't want I got nothing. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. So it's like if you were to touch someone and feel them, feel what they're going through and see a picture in your head of their life and their experiences, but it happens on an energetic level in a way that uh, your, bo your body feels it. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> if you are picking up, think about when you sit down next to somebody in a room and maybe you're feeling fine, but then you some or not. And all of a sudden you start feeling kind of cranky or irritable or aggravated or nervous. That's their stuff you're picking up on. Does that make sense? Has that yeah, ever happened that to does you? Make sense. Yeah. No, not to me. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but not off the top of my head. Okay. Gotcha. It does happen to people. And I think for our kids, our kids are so gifted, right? I mean, they're just children are brilliant period, yeah. but they're also very open. And so you teaching him ways to, um, kind of shield himself, you know, feel like he's got kind of a bubble around him. Yes. And so that he feels more protected and safe when he, you know, so he can go out exactly. and he can go do things. Yeah. It's a very helpful tool. I've used it with my own kids. That's awesome. So what are some of the coping strategies that you, and I know you've sort of touched on them a little bit, but um, what are they that you use to get over the agoraphobia and I mean, later just dealing with panic attacks and anxiety? Well, I had to 
I had to decide for myself. It was enough that I had had enough. Okay. This is, I think that's a really good point. Sorry. I don't mean that. Well, no, go ahead. Interrupt you. No, Um, go ahead. But like, whenever we're talking about mental health or really any kind of issue that you're, that you're working through, the first step is really going, that's enough. I can't keep doing it this way. So, because on the show, a lot of times we always talk about, you know, journaling and therapy, medication, all that fun stuff. And we might talk about it some more, but very rarely do we talk about that first step of going, I have had enough of living my life this way. So I love that you pointed that out just because it's, it's not a point that's made often enough. And when you make that decision, I think that people don't give themselves enough credit for making that decision because it's not an easy one to make. No, it's not. And and it it is, you know, self-care is a big buzzword right now. That is a point of self-care for yourself because you're like, I, this is a toxic cycle that I'm in. I have a choice. Do I want to do this or not? And I think most of us in mental health or who have anxiety, depression, fears, whatever, you know, we don't think we have a choice. We think it's something that you have to live with your whole life and and you don't, whether you're able to conquer it on your own through natural ways or have to take medication for a brief period of time, you know, it really depends who you are. There are so many people who are dealing with stuff maybe who weren't before the pandemic, but now it's like a plethora of people are, even your people who don't have anxiety are experiencing these things. And it's up, it's ramped itself up for those who deal with it or were dealing with it already. So we have to make that choice. How do I want to live my life? You know, I also, I prayed a lot through that period. I'm a big believer in prayer. And, you know, um, so my prayer was that, you know, God doesn't give me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. And I would say that over and over and over again. So I'm like, okay, this fear, it is not a, hmm, how do I put this into words? Uh, the fear I was experiencing, this is not me. This is not going to define me or define who I am in this world. It's like, if you're a person who's very heavy, don't define your life and yourself that you have extra weight on your body. Sometimes it's there genetically. Sometimes it's there. In my case, it was there because it was an emotional expression of me needing protection. Yeah. And and not feeling good enough about myself. And that, so we operate in our life, right? From our wounds from childhood. Don't we until we become aware. So what that was expressing was that something is wrong and I'm not safe. And what did I tell you about my childhood, right? My parents divorced, my grandparents died all in one year. So what was the message I picked up at that time? The world is not safe. Something is wrong. So when I was in my early, well, mid twenties, something occurred and I don't really know today. I still kind of wonder, uh, but something occurred medically for me with my thyroid that set this whole thing off. And I went from 115 pounds as a dancer to 200, uh, 300 pounds, a big jump. Yeah. I went from 115 to 300. That is a huge amount of weight and a very short amount of time. It is not a normal thing for a body to do. Mm -hmm. So in that time period is when all that anxiety came in. Well, my body is going kind of just like what's happening here, you know? Yeah. 
so it, it was a, it, it's been a long journey. I'll tell you, but I do know you can overcome these things and you have to decide what is your truth, not the world, not social media, not the people down the street and not your childhood, not what a parent said to you, not what a, a grandparent said, not even what a sibling said to you. What is your truth for yourself? What do you I love want that? For yourself? I yeah. love that so much because so, so much of who we are is defined by other people. Mm-hmm. So in the book, I, the one book that I wrote, Embracing Me, the, f- the whole first chapter um, is about well, is about writing a letter to your younger self. And then the mm-hmm. second chapter is all about expectations from your childhood. Mm, and nice. all of those expectations turn you into who you are as an adult. And if we don't recognize that some of those expectations could be toxic, right. then we aren't going to be able to change that at all. So for instance, my one, one of my bad traits is perfectionism. And some people oh. think, oh, perfectionism, that's great. But it's no, not it's because not. it holds me captive. I can remember times in college and even in my early um, early 20s where I literally would not do something or answer a question unless I was 100% right that that was going to be correct. And why? Because you were afraid of failure. Exactly. Yes. So it stems from a fear place. And I know because I've been there and I still... I still deal with that because I, oh, yeah. you want it like the perfect edges because, oh, it looks so pretty. But you know, part of that is that if you, if you, part of all of this is a choice to become aware and expand our awareness of who we are, where our motivations come from, what makes us do what we do and really wanting a better life for ourselves and a better internal, emotional, mental health state of our yeah. bodies you know, and it's so, so important and it's doable. You can do it, but you, you have to break your habits and your belief systems of holding on to that. Like sometimes people hold on belief systems because it's safe. Yes. Yes. It's what you've always known. So it's safe. It's the same thing when people say, Oh, that that's so normal. It's like, it's not that it's normal. It's that that's the way it's always been. So it's the same thing with these belief systems. You're scared of the change because it's unknown, but it doesn't mean that we need to stay in what we've always been because clearly what we've always been isn't really working or it isn't really healthy. No. And if you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always gotten. Yes, exactly. You know, literally being insane. That's to me, that's the definition of insanity. If you hit your head on the wall and it hurts and you're looking for someone else to fix it, or to change it, or for to stop hurting, then stop hitting your freaking head on the wall. Exactly. Okay. It's that simple. And so, <laughs> you know, so some of the tools back to your previous, your original question, I, I do these things. I have taught my children to do these things. We do these things. I was just listening actually on clubhouse to a, a group of people who um, do Chopra teaching. I love Chopra, um, Deepak Chopra. And his, he's so calming. He's so, you know, he's so peaceful. He's about being in balance. And, you know, I, I do grounding. I mean, I spend time in nature, nature vibrates at the same frequency. That is what is harmonious for us, you know? So when you go out in nature, don't you feel better when you get out there, you feel freer, you can breathe, you know, there's no boundaries. There's nothing 
confining you like a house, you know, or apartment or wherever you're living, your room, but just being able to connect with the earth. And I mean, I mean, it sounds woo woo to some people, but seriously, I, I agree with that. Nature is, nature is my it, it happy is, place. It is, it is a happy place and it's really medicine for the soul, you know? Um, and I will go when my kids are going, ah, you know, like I have a daughter in college, I have one in high school, and then I have an eight-year-old who's, oh. who's on the spectrum. And so he's, you know, whirling dervish sometimes. And was eight like, was like the worst for my kid. Oh my goodness. Oh. Eight years old. Eight was hard. <laughs> it's a wild time, but I'm yeah. like, we're going outside. Like during the pandemic, when we were claustrophobic in the house, everybody was, we have a park nearby. That's where we went almost daily. I was like, we are getting out, we're getting sun and fresh air. And we are forgetting about all the crazy that's going on in the world. Yeah. And this is where our focus is going to be. We throw on a Frisbee. Hey, this is the greatest day of our life. Yeah. Are we laying up here looking at the blue sky? We're going to make funny faces in our phone. It's the greatest moment in our life. Yeah. You know, taking those tiny moments and making them and being in those moments is so important. Yeah. So, and it's, being grateful for those small moments. Yes. Like TikTok for the last, I think I'm on day 29 now. Every day I've been doing a grateful for post. It's all those small things. It's like, follow you. I have a blanket. I'm grateful for that because not everybody has it. I'm grateful that I can see. I'm grateful that I can afford glasses. Like just the smallest things that we take for granted. Love it. Oh, I love, okay. I'm going to follow you because I want to go watch them. But yes, I am. When, when I get in certain spaces, you know, I'm going so much. I mean, I'm a mom of three. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an author. I'm an advocate. I'm a live streamer. I've got a lot going on in my life, right? Yeah. People say so, I have a lot going on. <laughs> and my creative mind never, it never takes time off. It's always, there's always stuff, but it gives you a sense of purpose. So I will say tools to use grounding, go outside and take your shoes off, let your feet connect to the earth deep breathe very slowly and just kind of feel your body, you know, get in your body. If you, you know, running exercise, any kind of physical movement for anxiety is like the antidote to anxiety. So when my kids are kind of bouncing off the wall, okay, jumping jacks, let's do it. Come on, push-ups. I don't know. Let's turn on some crazy music and we're going to run around for a little while, you know, because it helps you move out of your body, whatever's stuck there. You know, I do, people say to me, what do you do when you're not working or writing? I write as therapy for myself. That's how I started. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there you go. And, and people underestimate the gift that lies within that paper. Doesn't judge you. Yeah. Put it all down, put it all down and then put it away. Nobody's saying you have to publish it. Like that's no, there's no (laughs) expectation. There's a lot of stuff I write that'll never be published. Right. And it's just all my, it's your emotional vomiting that you're doing. Yeah, exactly. But it's taking it off your back, like Santa sack. It's not full of presents, full of crap. And it's putting it on paper to get rid of it. Then throw it away, you know, burn it. I don't know. I don't care what you do with it. Make a little bonfire with it. Yes, do a little thing, you know. So I mean, marshmallows. Yeah, right. There you go. (laughs) You, I, this is all my resentment for my childhood. I'm making a marshmallow. I'm making a s'more out of it. Exactly. It works. Work. happy space. But, um, I mean, there, there are, we all need a toolbox in life, right? That's not tools to fix the house. They're tools yeah. to fix us. So your life yes. box, 
Here we go. We just came up with something. Hashtag life box. There I love go. it. I'm, I'm writing that down right now. Okay, write it down. We're going to post it. Life box. Yeah. So you got to put those things in there for yourself. What works for you? You know, does sitting in the sun work for you? Does walking and being in the forest work for you? Does writing work for you? Does deep breathing work for you? Does a hot bath with Epsom salt work for you? Does blowing bubbles and laughing with a child work for you? You know, what's going to get you out of that headspace of worry, depression, anxiety, fear, and into your body in the, in the moment that you're in and out of all the chatter that's happening, you know, Um, another thing that I, I have been a big fan of is when, when depression, one of the greatest antidotes for depression, get up off your butt and go help somebody else out. Go do something else for someone else. It doesn't matter what it is. Water the plants, walk the dog, go sit and listen to their problems, Yeah, you know, and stop being in spinning that that's within you. That's happening. Yeah. Those are great tips. All of those. So everybody can stick those in their life box. Yeah. Life box. (laughs) I know. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I, yeah, I totally wrote it down. I okay. absolutely so, love it. So we're going to share it because it happened here. It was born in this moment. The That's life right. Box. Yeah. Life box. We, we want to sell life boxes to people. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, oh, yeah, I do. I love it. Love it. So it's great. Hey, I think I need it. to put it on some merch that make like a little, I don't even know, kind of toolbox looking picture and be like, hashtag life box. And then what do we put in there? So, you know, something that I'm, I, I'm going to be a part of a, um, a, an online retreat next month with two other ladies and oh, cool. we're doing journaling and then we're, we're taking a dream and we're going to pick it apart and we're going to figure out what's the block and what's, what is that life theme that you have going oh, nice. on and bust through it, you know, so you can always, the words get where you are from where you are to where you want to be, even if it's a baby step. But, um, I think the five elements are really powerful tools for working through anything that you have to work through. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, writing using paper, you know, burning it, you know, even if you look into a flame, say you light a candle in front of you, put all your worries in there, put all your fear in there, put all your anxiety, put a scenario that's running through your head. If you have trauma, put it in the fire and release it off of you. Yeah. You know, those are awesome tools. I love all of that. Um, and that's so cool. Your little retreat thing. Very nice. Yeah, I know. I can't, I, I'll just uh, send you some information about it, but it's, it's called um, star. I think it's called star seed journey retreats. We just named it. So, Oh, very cool. Yeah. So it, we actually have a website if you want to go check it out, but, uh, we're going to we'll tell be, everybody what it is. It's well, we're starting our first one next month and it is, it is retreats that, well, they're all about self-care and help and, and, and pushing through and breaking through and, you know, getting yourself past where you are into where you want to be more as a person. So this one, we're going to focus on, we are um, going to do dream journals because your dreams are very telling, you know, of what's happening. It's, it's the way our brain works out. Our I day. dreamed I was pregnant and then found out I was pregnant. Oh, okay, good. So you have a premonition dream. <laughs> That's very cool. My mother does stuff like that. So she did that with just two of my children. Uh, my third one was, that was a God thing. Cause nobody called me. Nobody sent me a note. I didn't get to check yes or no. 
you're 45, you're having a baby lady. You look bored. So I was like, what, what, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole different part of my life. But, uh, you know, I do know that there are days we don't feel like we can conquer and there are days that we struggle. And this is an unprecedented time that we are in right now. It is. But what I, what I did with my girls last year when they were struggling so much, um, emotionally, mentally, you know, we're confined in the house. I can't go to school and be with my friends. I can't go do normal stuff. Everything is closed and it's still very weird. Right. I mean, schools are open, but you know, what's okay to do. What's not okay to do. You know, it's, it's just a weird time period. Yeah. So I would say to my girls, okay, right now in the moment, what are our choices right now? You know, what are our choices? What do we have power over in the moment? Well, the power you have, where's your focus? What are you choosing to focus on and think about? So let's just kind of create this bubble around us. And in this bubble, we will be productive. Somehow we will be creative. We'll think about things we want to do and leave all of the rest of it outside. And that was, that was very helpful for my girls to stay focus where we are right now. We cannot fix what's out going on out there. We have no control over it. Sitting yeah. here, chewing our nails off and freaking out is not going to fix anything. Exactly. So yeah. we just, you know, we just have to do that for ourselves. So, you know, I know we can overcome things because if I was where I was at and I'm where I'm at now, I mean, you, you can overcome. Yeah. Sometimes it, sometimes it takes medicine. Sometimes it takes, but even if you're somebody who needs to go on medicine in order to get in a more stable place, you got to make that decision for yourself for self-care to do it. Exactly. I take, I take antidepressants every day right. and it goes back to what we were saying way at the beginning of the show, that that first step of saying, I have had enough of living my life this way. It's a big step and yep. give yourself credit for making that step. Yep. And what makes you happy? Like what makes your heart sing? Like, I know if you're, if, if, when a person is in the very depths of depression, you can't see clearly to get through there. Exactly. And so sometimes that what, what is required to get past that is to go help somebody else. We have a story here in Nashville. It's just one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. I love this woman's story. And I love Dr. Mean Wayne's story. If you've not ever listened to his story, his testimony, you must look him up. He's a famous right. eye doctor, right? He's okay. so incredible. Yeah. So her story is she was in such debilitating, um, her last name is Christmas. I can't remember her first name, but, and I love that that's her last name. It's so cool. Right. What a happy yeah. name, but she was in such debilitating depression. They were going to put her in an institution. This is a very true story. You know, you can look oh. it up, call her or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, was at the very end and she wanted to try one more thing. And then one more thing that she wanted to try was she knew how to cook and she loved to cook. So she decided to take meals down to the homeless under the bridge and that saved her life. And now she has a nationwide organization that feeds the homeless. She has a ginormous warehouse. That is amazing. Yep. What a great testimony, right? Wow. I mean, it's amazing. I've been to the warehouse. We were there last year in March, like the tornadoes came through uh, Nashville, caused so much damage. And the next day, my daughter's school, we went to the warehouse and we helped put together meals for 
the people who had lost everything. And then the pandemic closed everything down. So it all happened in one week last year. But, oh my um, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Last year was a year. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I, I had a, I had a book go up. Um, I had one, I had my book that released in June. It went up last year and that first week of March, and then the pandemic hit and the, and the, the publisher quit. Oh yeah. So that was an interesting Oh, cool. Yeah, I was so interesting. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So speaking of books, great segue <laughs> into what oh, yeah. have you written and let everybody find <laughs> out. All right. Well, I have a children's series. So I and near the end we'll tell my website because you can go there and find everything. But yep. um I have a a an award-winning children's series that is based off my son. And so um, we just released the third one, June 2nd, called Poolicious, Oh, the Wonder of Me. And it's all about that age, you know, four, five, seven, eight, and the wonder years. They're just so amazing, right? And all the quirky, crazy, wild stuff that kids go through and do in that time period. But what is in all three of the books I have in that series is I Am Pages, trying to teach that language and starting children with affirmations young. I am love. I am joy. I am amazing. I am awesome. I am oh, one of a kind. That. They need that. that. In the I back of the need that too, actually. Absolutely. And I but wrote if we that teach the... it as the kids, then right. they'll already have it. Absolutely. So let's change a generation. That's what the focus is for this. So the back of that book has got directions on how adults can start doing that with their children and they can do it for themselves. That you is know? awesome. Because it, it, it's easier to say do it, but it's like how do you do it? So right. perfect. Yeah. So I, it, I love it. It's, it's all got a purpose, you know? And so then we're releasing, we just released two days ago, the ebook, but the official launch for the book happens Tuesday, October 19th, next Tuesday. This is the cover that my daughter oh. did. So and how old is your daughter? She's eight. She just turned 18. Okay. That's the 18 year old. All right. Yeah. So she's already a published illustrator several times. So she did my cover in the back. That's and so um, funny. my, my, kid the 15 year old it has done illustrations for me fun we should connect them they could be like-minded souls right i think so I and think we need so. to connect kids because uh they need their they need friends and people who understand them they need their tribe like we all do right exactly yes, yes. um so she did the illustrations inside now this book was written in 2018 um and it's just now coming to life so it's been a long birthing process <laughs> And, um, <clears throat> which these things take time. Yeah. Sometimes they do, but the reason this book is so important is it is a story about five kids who mistreated one of their schoolmates, classmates. And this, that child had passed away from cancer and we come in about six months after that's where the story begins. And one by one, they start having this nagging feeling of guilt for what they did. And they want to be forgiven. And in the act of going to seek forgiveness, they're led on this adventure. It's like a treasure hunt sort of. And um, they end up growing in ways they never knew they would, right? <clears throat> they learn to forgive themselves and they learn how to teach their friends to be better friends to each other. So they affect the whole school. Thank you. Such I'm so excited about message. it. Oh, I'm excited too for when it oh, finally yay. comes out. So soon thank too. So soon. I'm so excited. I just, I have been waiting and waiting for this day for so long because 
I think this is so important right now. And we've got to help our kids. We've got to give them positive things in life. We got to give them positive tools. The back of the book has got about 12, 10 to 12 applications for like single kids in a classroom, groups, classes, and a whole school. So I'm hoping it will take off. So this is a great book for teachers, guidance counselors, yeah. therapists, social workers, you know, anywhere that, and it, <clears throat> we have it uh, as eight, nine-year-olds up to 13, 14, but it really depends on where your child is and their reading. Yeah. But, you know, I, mean, I have grownups who are buying the book, you know what I mean? Because Bless it's got that, I mean, how many of us were bullied? Almost everyone I've ever talked to, right, was bullied. <laughs> But, you know, an interesting question, how many of us have bullied someone, whether we knew it or not? It's hilarious that you say that because mm -hmm. so I'm one of the, I'm a coach for kickboxing at a gym here. Oh, cool. And on Tuesday, the, like the head coach, the crew, he was, did a quick lesson at the very beginning about bullying. Mm -hmm. And he mentions, sometimes we don't even realize that we're bullying when we do it and right. gave some examples and stuff like that. So that's hilarious that you said it because that is really funny. Happened a few days ago. <clears throat> and so that's when I'm, when I've been posting, that's one of the things I'm writing about. Have you ever bullied? Maybe you don't even know it, Yeah. you know, because yeah. these kids, I, I think, you know, when you think about the characters in the story, they did it and they didn't realize the impact of what they were doing, but they get yeah. to look at that in this story you know, and I have a good friend, Sherry Leopold, and she's about her stuff is, I think her book is about when you're the bully. Okay. And I think it's an adult book, yeah. but her it's thing about is time like, people write from a different perspective. I know. Right. And it's, it's about, you know, when you're being bullied, it's never about you. It's about the bully. Yeah. Always about the bully, always about what's happening to them. It never has anything to do with you at all. And so we got to teach our kids that don't take it personally, just turn around and walk away. Yeah. Easier you know? said than done, but yeah, I know. Right. It's very work in very, progress. And we're all, even as adults, right. Don't, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm 54. Right. And so there are times that people have been, I mean, even recently something happens to me. I'm like, really, you're an adult. You're acting like this. You gotta be freaking kidding me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not putting up with that. So, exactly. I, but I'm old enough to be able to stand up for myself, right. And say stuff. I have life experience that's yeah. allowed me to be, it doesn't mean I always get to, because sometimes things come out of nowhere and you're not prepared for them. So it's an afterthought that you have about what you yeah. would say to that person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's hard, but we, if we can give our kids enough tools to empower them, what a difference it will make in their life. If I had had these tools as a child, I you know, things would have been different. Exactly. So it's great that uh, there's lots of us now writing that kind of story to give to the kids now so that right. they don't end up like us as adults. I know. Broken, scarred, bruised, bumped, you know, they're going to have them, but you know, they're going to have them. But I mean, they, I don't know. It's a different world. What oh, they're up against is so different. Yeah. Um, and so now where can people find it? You talked about your website. So where can people find your books and follow you? Okay. So I am, I'm at www.maryejackson.com. So on my website, there are my books. There are my two anthologies that, that just released that I'm a part of in um, uh, August. They released one is fearless entrepreneurs. It's all about an entrepreneurial journey of like 
27 people. And the other one is called Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore. And it's about journeys of 29 women and when they felt invisible in their lives and how they overcame it. Ooh, I love so that. Yeah, it's very cool. And that's, that's a very powerful group of women who are all about collaborating over competition and support for each other. It's, it's a great, so anybody out there who wants to be a part of a group of women like that, join, you know, women action takers network, because it is a very, very welcoming. Yeah, no, write it down. <laughs> join, please. Absolutely. Or I'll go add you. Um, because it, it's a great group of women and we all want to feel supported. We all want to feel loved. We all want to feel heard yeah, in this exactly. life. You know, we really do. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And I have stuff on there about advocacy because that's a big part of my life. The link to all my shows are there and, um, I'm always trying to add stuff. So perfect. And so very quickly tell people you have two shows, tell them about them. Yes. Writer's Corner Live TV. So we've, we, uh, air from Amazon live and Facebook and LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And that's all about the writing world. We have an interview every Tuesday at 1030 central time with an author. And they're all, you know, all the way from debut authors to New York times, bestsellers, international bestsellers, multi-award winners, um, we actually just this month interviewed Tommy Swordlow, who helped write the latest um, Grinch that was in 2018. Oh. So it was really fun talking to him. But um, and then the and um, and we've had publishers on and illustrators as well. Um, but then the special needs TV is about everything in the special needs and disability. Where you know it features interviews, interviews with families, um, uh, resources, um, you know, just information, things like that. Like my son and I go once a month to our local library that we've created a sensory room there for kids, which I <gasps> love so much. I know, isn't that fantastic? And we have a parent resource area. And so he and I go once a month and with the children's librarians, we do um, a live video. It's about 20 minutes maybe. And we do either a science experiment or an easy craft or something that kids of oh. all challenges, whether you're challenged or not, can do them. So we, we have a lot of fun with that. Like next week, we were supposed to do it two weeks ago, but we're going to be doing it next week. We're going to be doing finger painting um, with um, um, Jello, so very safe, right? Very safe, so we can eat while we're painting. That <laughs> is awesome! To. I love it. And anybody who has been following the channel knows how important that is for myself and my family personally as well, because my kid. Um, does have autism and so I and what, what, okay so what level because they, they've changed things like I've got two on the spectrum right yeah so now it's like level one two three so my guy was level two now he's a level one tons of therapies intervention yeah. you know blah, blah, um blah. I don't really understand the levels to be quite honest um and because it's always changing but it would have fall it falls under the high functioning um, okay I hate that term so but. for you or your son both actually. Okay, I am, so I am higher functioning than, than my son, but he still is up there. So that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. So I mean, I don't know. It's different for every child and, yeah, and exactly. every adult. So, um, but yes, high functioning would go into Asperger's. Yeah, exactly. Know? But yeah. now they've, yeah, like you said, they've changed it to numbers. Now they've now, morphed just... it. They've, they've morphed those titles. kind of. Yeah. So I just, just I... it's just yeah. ASD. So, exactly. But it, yeah. it's all very confusing to my brain. So <laughs> that's okay. As long as you're getting the services that you need and, and you're aware, you're that aware. is one of the biggest 
things is so I didn't get diagnosed till this year actually and I'm like oh my gosh my entire life makes so much more sense now (laughs) I wish I would have known this back in elementary school when you know I was being bullied for whatever reasons and I'm like Lauren it makes so much more sense isn't that amazing finally that's amazing (laughs) it is so it's such such an important thing and for for everybody anybody whether you have a disability a family member with a disability or you just want to become more aware of things like your show you got to go check it out absolutely and we have been on hiatus for a little while but we are picking it back up so I'm very excited about that just because it's so you know I have two kids on the spectrum I'm certified to go in and help you know families get services for their kids in classrooms or schools or whatever they need and I've done it from I was in a meeting yesterday for my son so, uh, and what our rights are and, you know, legally what our rights are, that kind of thing. But, you know, I also, my daughter who's 18 was abused by her teacher in her special need classroom when she was four or five, Aww. that was devastating for eight months. It went on, not just one time. So that changed my life completely as an advocate. I became mama bear on crack. Okay. You know, trying to right the wrongs of what happened and it is a lifelong journey, but the awareness for it to never happen again is very important and laws changing is very important to protect children and training is very, very important. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. all of those links will of course be down in the description below. So you can make sure to um, follow Mary and get all of the good information, watch her shows, get her books. Yeah, buy the book. So we're going to be live on Amazon next Tuesday, 930 to 1130 on the Writer's Corner live show. We're launching the book and it'll be in the carousel. So you can just watch and go straight there and buy it. You Perfect. know, do, donate it to somebody, donate it to a school, donate it to a child. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking yeah. I got a, um, so my cousin's wife just got hired um, at their school board where they live as a ECE, no EA as an EA. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking maybe I better send her this book. Oh, I'd love for you to do that. And I'd love to hear your feedback from her. Yeah, um, you know, I really want some schools to buy the books and take on the challenges in the back and see what happens. Yeah. That's what I would like. So we are challenging anybody who is listening and watching the show yes. right now that if you work in a school, if you have a kid in a school, if you have a family member that works in a school, pick up this book, give it to the school. And I challenge you to get them to use it and do all of the stuff at the back. Yes, 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 yes. Or pick and choose. So, but uh, you know, we've got it. We've got to start making changes here. You know, we can, we've seen movements happen. Movements can happen with this. So, you know, hashtag be kind, self-care. Hashtag life box. Hashtag life box. <laughs> what? I know. Okay. We got to have some merch with that. We, we totally will. Using it. We'll yeah. have to talk some more. Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited. Awesome. So thank you so much for being on the show and sharing. I'm sure we ha- would have a lot more to talk about, but I'm cutting us off. I know it's okay. That's fine. We're chatty Kathy girls that can go on forever. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Somebody has to monitor our mouth. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Mary, for being on the show. That was a fabulous interview. Um, I could have kept talking to her for a long time, but you know, yeah, always have to cut ourselves off. 
So hit that like and subscribe button here at the channel. Share these episodes out. We have an important message to share with everybody. So make sure that you help us in that way. Uh, other ways you can help is, of course, our merch store and Patreon. Or if you want to sponsor an episode, that's you know, an option too. But as always, remember that the only way to end the stigma of mental health is to speak openly and honestly.